In thinking about this morning, I was impressed with a a great truth and a scripture. And if you have just a few moments, I'd like to shout with you about it. Is that okay? In, uh, if you would go to 1 Corinthians, they'll, they'll put it up 1 Corinthians on the screen. Go to Romans, please. Romans 10. And if you would put 1 Corinthians 15, 17 on the screen. <coughs> Excuse my cough. I'm, we got a little bit run down on our trip. But it was a great trip. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, What is, many call it Easter. I stopped calling it Easter a long time ago because that's really a a pagan name. I like to call it Resurrection Sunday. What is it about? I kind of gave it away. It's about the resurrection, right? And we've heard this so much until it can just be something that you think you know. But uh, look at this verse here in 1 Corinthians 15, 17. It says, if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. And you are yet in your sins. There are some people who will try to tell us that, you know, these miraculous things, the virgin birth, the resurrection from the dead, did they really happen? Maybe, maybe not. And some will try to tell us, well, that's not really the main thing. It's the important truths that Jesus taught. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we should aspire to be and live by. But, you know, did he raise from the dead? Nobody really knows. No, no, no. No. If he didn't raise from the dead, there is no salvation. You should never go through a door of a church because it means nothing. If Jesus didn't raise from the dead. There is no forgiveness of sin. There is no new birth. You are yet in your sins and any kind of faith that you say you have in him is good for nothing. It's vain. If what? He did not raise from the dead. So this is No side issue, and it's not okay whichever way you believe about it. If you don't believe he raised from the dead, you're not saved. You're lost. In Romans 10, if you'd look there, well-known scriptures, Romans 10, 9, and 10, it tells us (coughs) how people can be saved. It says, if 
You do what? There's two main things here. If you do what? Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and what? You've got to believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You'll be saved. These two things you have to do to be born again. Notice he's very specific. Not just have a thought or a mentally uh, assent to it. You need to open up your mouth and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and Jesus is my Lord. I receive him as my Lord. need to say it out loud. And you don't need to be ashamed. You know, Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and my words before this evil generation, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. Mm -hmm. I mean, he hung on the cross in front of everybody, publicly, for us, in front of heaven, earth, and hell. And so we've got to be willing to stand up publicly. Mm -hmm. Is that right or not? Publicly. That's what baptism is about. It's a public demonstration of your faith. Mm -hmm. And, And you're not ashamed. You don't care who sees and knows. Hmm? And you confess audibly, publicly, I believe in Jesus. He is the Son of God. And what must you believe? That God has raised him from the dead. Now, what, why? Why is this vital to the new birth occurring. In Romans the fourth chapter if you'd look. Romans chapter four. I'd like I'd like for us to take the time for you to find them. Let your eyes rest on them. So you know I'm not just making this up as I go along. Romans four. And verse uh, 24. It has talking about righteousness being imputed to Abraham. And said verse 24, it'll also be imputed to us. Righteousness will be imputed to us if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. This is greater truth than your head understands. Said out loud, he was delivered for our offenses. He was raised again for our justification. Jesus was delivered for our sins, for our transgressions, for our offenses. And he went to the cross and he took our place and he died and he was buried. But that did not justify us. Is everybody listening? That was a price paid for our sin, but it did not show that we were justified or cleansed or freed from our sin. Is anybody listening? 
What, what justified us? How do we know we are justified? He was raised. Hallelujah. He was raised again. The resurrection proves our justification in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Can you see that? His death shows our sin, but not our justification. His being raised shows that the sin has been paid for. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Because all have sinned, the scripture says, and come short of the glory of God. And Romans says the wages of sin is death. That's why he had to die. Because the payment, the just payment for sin is death. Hallelujah. This is so big, I'm trying to say it right. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, they'll just put it on the screen for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, <coughs> He has made him, the Father has made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin. Now, now catch that phrase. He knew, he personally had not experienced any sin. There was no sin in him. And yet, he became sin with our sin. Now, this is, this is one of the great truths that many church-going people have not, either haven't heard or understood or just haven't accepted. They think, no, Jesus was perfect and sinless. He couldn't become sin. If he didn't become sin with our sin, then our sin's not paid for. He didn't need to pay for his own sin. He had no sin of his own. He knew no sin. But yet he was made. Didn't say he sympathized with our sin or empathized. He literally became sin with our sin. That's why the Bible tells us that when Moses raised up in the wilderness a brass or bronze serpent on a pole, that it was a type, John 3 says, of Jesus on the cross. How is a snake a type of Jesus? Because when he was on the cross, he became sin with our sin and the judgment of God fell on him there. That's when he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He had become sin. And Isaiah 53 talks about it. It said his form, his visage was more marred than any man. It's not just talking about his physical form. What would all the sin 
of all generations of mankind, past, present, and future, do to a, to a human being. It, 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 it uh, contorted him, it misshaped him spiritually. And every other way, he became sin with our sin and died from it. He could not have died unless he had become sin. Nothing could have killed him. But he, and nobody forced him. He said, I have this commandment from my father. I lay down my life. And I take it up again. Nobody, you know, the, it, that's why when the soldiers came to get him, he said, who are you looking for? And they said, and he said, I am. They all fell to the ground demonstrating. They didn't force him. He let them take him and he let sin come on his pure spotless being until he took it all. We have no idea what, what kind of pain and judgment this is. You could see some of it on the outside, but you couldn't see the inside. He became sin with all our sin. Past, present, future. Everybody. Did he take the sins of the whole world? And he was judged and he died. But that didn't justify us. It paid the price for our transgressions and sins. But that still didn't make us clean and right in the eyes of God. Something else had to happen. I said something else had to happen. Oh, hallelujah. <coughs> the Bible tells us in Revelation 1.5, Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Hallelujah. We need to clarify language between Old Testament and New Testament. Sometimes people say, you know, my sins are atoned. My sins are atoned. No. No. That's Old Testament language. Under the Old Testament... The, the, the blood of goats and sheep and, and bulls was offered up. And the Bible said their sins were covered. Mm -hmm. Covered. Mm -hmm. Covered by the blood. Our sins are not covered. Hallelujah. Our sins are not covered. The New Testament uses the word purge and cleanse and washed. Oh, hallelujah. Our sins are not covered where they need to be covered again next year with some other animal blood and covered again and covered again. No, no. Once and for all, the precious blood of the Lamb of God has washed Washed. Washed. 
until there is no more remnant, no more stain of the sin that remains. Can you say hallelujah? hallelujah. Oh, praise be to God. Hebrews 1.3 says, Being the brightness of His glory, the express image of His person, upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself purged our sins, He sat down on the right hand of majesty on high. Why? Because it's done. (coughs) He will never need to do anything else to pay for the cleansing of anybody's sin. It's all been done. I said, it's all been done. It's all been done. Hebrews 9, 28. Get ready to shout. Hebrews 9, 28 says, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time, Without sin unto salvation. Anybody looking for him. To come again. And when we see him. The Bible said he's going to be without sin. Why would you say that? Because in this life. He was without sin. All that sin from mankind past, present, and future that came on him that he became sin with, where is it? Because when he returns again and we see him, there's none of it going to be on him or in him. And whose sin was it? It was my sin. It was your sin. So where is it? Where is it? Where's your sin? Oh, you're not getting this. Where's your sin? Where's your sin? It's like trying to find the dirt after you poured the tide and the Clorox to it. Where is it? Where's that dirt? (laughs) Only it's beyond that. The blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And the sacrifice of the spotless one has paid, fully paid, the price for every offense, every failure, every sin, every disobedience, every rebellion, every mistake. And not just paid for it, it has cleansed it until it is gone. It is gone. He took it from us onto Him. And now there's none of it on Him. Where is it? Where's your sin? Where's your sin? Oh, happy day. Happy day. He washed my sin. Away! Away! So when the devil comes and he reminds you 
of how ugly you were (laughs) and what you said and what you did and how mean you were and how selfish you were. He's showing you a picture of something that doesn't exist. And you don't need to try to pay for it. That's insulting. You could never pay for it. It's already been paid. And the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead shows the sin is gone. And there's nothing between you and the Father. You are made just and made right and made clean in His eyes. And you can have full fellowship with the Father just like Jesus has. Because we, were, we, we died and were buried with Him. That's why we have water baptism. And then we've been raised to newness of life with Him. Have we been raised up together with Him? We have been, the Bible says, we've been raised up together with Him, which means we have been justified. Glory. Somebody say, glory, glory. Glory. Glory to God. Hebrews 10. Let me read this passage and then we'll be, we'll be there. We can just shout about this the rest of the day. Where is your sin? It was all put on Jesus, and now you can't find any on Him. Where is it? Where is it? Be sure and tell the devil that the next time he tries to remind you. Is that right? Next time he tries to bother you, say, no, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm clean, washed by the blood. And if you make another mistake, say, I I, I repent, I receive my forgiveness, I receive my cleansing. Washed by the blood. Washed, not covered. Purged, cleansed. Washed. 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 You either forgiven or you're not. You either clean or you're not. Are you? I'm clean. Somebody say, I'm clean, I'm clean. 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 Not because of what I've done, because of what he did. By the blood of the Lamb. Hebrews 10. We're honoring him today. Hebrews 10, verse 12 says, But this man, talking about Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, Forever. He sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Is that you? Is that me? Say it out loud by one offering. He has perfected forever. We who are sanctified. Nothing I can do will make it any better. Nothing you can do will pay for it. He's done it. He's done one offering. Glory to God. His life, His blood, His being. Wherefore, 
The Holy Spirit also is a witness to us, for after that he had said before, this is the covenant I'll make with them after those days, says the Lord. I'll put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Where are they? Jesus don't have them. God don't remember them. We can't find them. Quit looking. Quit looking. Quit. Stop looking for your sins. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. There will never need to be anything else done to pay for your and my sin. Not our little efforts to try to make amends or try to do better. You can't pay for it, so don't try. It's already been paid for. Having, therefore, brethren, boldness. This is the justified part. Now, Now get this, saints. I'm not an old sinner saved by grace. If I'm an old sinner, I'm not justified. I'm still an old sinner. I was an old sinner. And I have been. Hallelujah. I've been, I've been justified. And I've been sanctified. Hallelujah. And the scripture even says glorified with the one I was, I, I died and was buried and was raised together with. We truly are in Him and He is in us. Everything He did, He did for us. He didn't need to do it for Himself. He was raised for our justification. Was He raised or not? Was He raised or not? Then for whose justification? Not His. Not His. Mine. Yours. So have you been justified? If you are justified, that means you have the right to waltz right in to the holiest place in the presence of God. You don't have to stay out by the pearly gates and bombard the gates. You can come through the gates through the path, through the court, through the foyer, through the entrance, into the Holy of Holies, the holiest place, the throne of God. Did the Bible also say, come boldly before the throne, that you may obtain mercy and find sin can't come boldly before the throne? Guilt and shame can't come boldly before the throne. But those that have been washed by the blood, justified in Christ, hallelujah, proven that they're justified because he been, he's been raised from the dead, we can. We can come boldly. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest, how? How can we do it? How can we do it? By the blood 
of Jesus by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near. Not, not, not pull back, but draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful. That promised. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, just lift your hands and praise him for a moment. Lord, we worship you. (coughs) We praise you. We glorify you. We praise you. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't you just go ahead and stand to your feet. I want us to, everybody, out loud to confess this and decree this and proclaim this. The Bible tells us that there is a heaven and there is a hell. Some don't want to believe it, but the Bible says so. And that not everybody will be saved. But here's the awful reality. Is that nobody has to be lost because their sins were so grievous. And their transgressions so terrible. Nobody will be lost because their sins were too bad. It will only be because they did not accept what Jesus has done in paying for their sins and being raised for their justification. If you would just close your eyes. If you've never done it before, do it boldly today or reaffirm your faith. Say it out loud. I I believe in God the Father. I believe in His Son, Jesus. I believe Jesus went to the cross and became sin with my sin and paid the full price for every failure, every disobedience, every rebellion, every mistake. And He died. And was judged for my sin. But I also believe that you, Father, have raised him from the dead for our justification. And he is now free from my sin. And it is gone. I receive the cleansing. And purging and washing of the blood of the Lamb. And I confess, Jesus, Lord of my life, thank you for saving me. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Give glory. 
Give praises. Give honor. Praise you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for cleansing us. Thank you for washing us. Thank you for setting us free. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Brother Dave, come in close for us, please.